Welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You're listening on EWTN Radio or St. Gabriel Radio. Beyond Damascus is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Beyond Damascus. As you know, my name is Brad Pierre. I'm the missionary program director here at Damascus. I'm joined with my friend and brother, Aaron Richards. Hey, Brad. And an amazing special guest today. We have Woo! Allie Blaskes with hi. us, which is amazing. Hi, How are you, girl? I'm doing great. This great. is so fun. Yeah, this yes. is awesome. So, yeah, today we're going to talk a little bit about Allie's journey and how she came to join us here at Damascus. But before yeah. we get there, I think it's important, like our missionary program here at Damascus, We've talked about this a couple times before, but the growth of the program has been wild. So we've actually gone from 30 summer missionaries five years ago to summer missionaries this past summer that were from 30 states. So we (laughs) went from 30 missionaries to 30 states in five years. And Allie is part of the addition to that, which is that we had three countries present, which is awesome. America (laughs) and then two others, one being... Spain. Spain. So yeah, mm-hmm. just so excited to have you with us, Allie, and Thank excited you. to talk a little bit about your journey. But first, yeah. just tell us a little bit about you, just general bio, where yeah. you're from, yeah. all that. Great. So I'm from Spain, from Barcelona, Barcelona. Yes. <laughs> I'm 25 years old. I grew up there. Mm. Um, amazing family, Catholic. Yeah. yeah um, I studied psychology in college. And right after I finished psychology, I came to America. That was Four years ago. This is my fourth year here in the States. Yeah. And yeah, to be on mission. Yeah. Because the Lord had put that in my heart so so hard. And yeah, here I am. My That's plan was so to come good. here just for a year and it's been four. Yeah, so it's been four. We'll see what comes <laughs> so next. Here we yeah. Go. yeah. Well, I, um, I was actually uh, chatting with Aaron and a number of others. Just your story is so awesome of how mm-hmm. you came into contact with us. So mm-hmm. actually, uh, Ali served with another ministry and actually... Um, was there for a year? For one year, With, yeah. with Net Ministries yes. out of Minnesota, amazing. which is just an amazing mm-hmm. ministry. And uh, Noah and I, Noah who works here with us, Noah Gilchrist who oversees our outreach department and I, were in Minnesota and we were having lunch one day and we got to meet with Allie's team. And Allie like, um, was just as bubbly as she is today. So <laughs> it's really cool to see... Three years later, I know. Here we are. Sorry, I almost missed the high five because I was in such amazing contemplation of how great it is. But um, no, tell us a little bit. Um, we're gonna make this like largely conversational, so we'll probably mm-hmm. come yeah, at a few points. Perfect. But we'd love to hear just like how did you come to faith in Jesus? So, what does your faith life look like? What has mm-hmm. the Lord done over time? Amazing things, but yeah, I grew up in Spain. Catholic family. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to mass every Sunday. Uh, we went to catechism. It was so funny because, like, when I was seven years old, I don't know why I didn't go to. I didn't want to go to Catholic ethics. Is that how you say? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so thankful that my parents didn't force me. They were like, okay, you can just stay here and paint. And then when I was seven years old, they were like, hey, your sister is going to do the first communion. Would you like to pray for that too? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, sure. So that's when like my, I I don't know, but I feel like since a little, since I was like a little kid, like from young age. The Lord just gave me a really sensitive heart, like for himself. Yeah. And yeah, I started just learning about him. And that's the thing that growing up, I knew things about him. I didn't really know him. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I remember this one moment when I was in fourth grade and my classmates were prepping for their first communion. I had already done my first communion. And I was asking them, hey, when, where do you go to mass? Where are you going to go to mass? And they were like, oh no, we don't go. And I was like, no, but once you do your first communion, you have to go to mass every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh no, we don't do that. And I went home like, and I talked to my mom so sad, so upset, like mom, yeah. my friends are going to receive Jesus and they're not going to go to mass. And I was just like wow. so hurt. And just like looking back, yeah. it's amazing how since I was very little, the Lord was just mm-hmm. like, 
yeah, pulling my heart towards him. That's right. Um, but at the same time, I was at a school that was like a Catholic school, but mm-hmm. not really. I think sure. there were like 170 people migrating. Only five went mm-hmm. to mass every mm-hmm. Sunday. So I didn't really have Catholic friends. And that's the thing. I was just like going through the motions, just yeah. going to mass. And what age was this? Like when do you do oh. first communion in Spain? Is that oh, the same so time? I would say my school, I would say around third and fourth grade. Okay. But I did great. it on second grade. In second, second grade. grade. Okay. Yeah. So around. Just the- with my sister. Because my sister was in fourth yeah, grade. Yeah, of so course. Of course. Okay. We did it so together. yeah, did it together. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, when I was 15 years old, so at this time, like I was going to mass, doing the thing, didn't really mm-hmm. pay my attention, much attention. I was like, oh yeah, this is good for me, but I don't really know exactly why I do that. Yeah. Because my family, like they were so good. They were just like, and making sure that we went to confession and things like that, but didn't really think a lot about it myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I was 15 years old, a friend of mine told me, hey, I'm going to go somewhere to a random country next summer to do some mission things. And she was talking about that. I was like, hey, that's so cool. Can I do that too? And she was like, yeah, you just have to come to these um, formations every like week, once a week to get formed and get ready. And then they will send you to a country that you don't get to choose, just like wherever they send you mm-hmm. for a little bit over a month. And I was like, that sounds cool. Um, so I started going there and receiving some formation. And then I was sent to Rome, which is so beautiful. Really, wow. really cool. I went to Rome for 40 days and I was there with 20 other girls from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And I just saw that there was something different about them. Um, something that at that time I didn't know it was Jesus, but they had yeah. Jesus in their hearts. Mm. And I was like, mm. whoa, I want that. And I remember I got to receive formation there too. We were into mass every, every day, every mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. I had an amazing confession that it, really made me shift. And wow. then mm-hmm. I would say that my moment of encounter was adoration. I had my first adoration there and it was at 3 a.m. And that I was, awesome. it was just yes. myself and Jesus. And I remember sitting there and just looking at Jesus and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know how to pray. Yeah. So I just started writing down all the good things that I had in my life, like my family, my friends, music, just like all these different things. Mm-hmm. And just, I read down that list and I realized that, wow, I have all of these just because you love me. Yeah. And I remember looking at Jesus and being like, whoa, you love me so much. And I don't even know who you are. I don't know how to love you. I want to love you. So that was my moment of just feeling so seen and loved, like overwhelmed yeah. by his love. And I was like, I want to do something about this. Yeah. So yeah. I went home. Awesome. Yeah. And I was like, I'm changed now. And like, that's the funny thing is yeah. I went home. I was like, I'm going to go to mass every day. And I pray every day. And that yeah. didn't happen because yeah. you go back yeah, to yeah. your life, to your friends. But there was something different in my heart. That's so yeah. awesome. And well, we, we, before yeah. you jump to the next, I think we talk on the show about how encounter meets mission. It's mm-hmm. so interesting to me that you went on mission, yeah. had your encounter, <laughs> and then that meant and they more were inspired from that's mission. So funny. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I think you, I think so you just funny. beautifully summarized <laughs> right. the exactly. purpose of the show. Yeah, yeah. And what was the mission like? What was the mission around? Like the so it was you and for forty days. Yes. It was you and twenty. Twenty other girls. Gals? Yeah. yeah. And we did basically whatever they needed help with. I remember one time we went and we. Uh, rebuilt a church, just like took all the floors wow. out and rebuilt that. Then we went to different summer camps, just yeah. like working with kids. And that was so How fun because it was yeah. right. Here we are again. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny because they only spoke Italian. <laughs> and it, it was so fun also to learn Italian with them. Mm-hmm. But it was so sweet because they were mostly kids with um, small like economic resources. Yeah, economic resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. just so fun to play with them mm-hmm. and bringing them into an environment of fun and just yeah. lightheartedness and just like loving them, even though we didn't speak the same language. It was yeah. really fun. That and is then, so yeah, fun. we got to go to hospitals and just like love on the people who yeah. were like people there. It was a lot of, a lot of different things. We want to go, we got to go to another, like to a mission trip kind of thing. 
um, in Orvieto where we saw a Eucharistic miracle. Mm. And so it was like so cool because that's the thing. You go there to serve, but then what I received was so much more than yeah, what amazing. I gave. Yeah. How, how old were you when you started? 15. So you've been like a missionary for your whole life, basically. <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. for the for the last well ten years, right? Yeah, that's so cool. So uh, help help me, like, because I just went to Rome just a few Fun. months ago for the first time. For what? Um, my <laughs> wife and I went on our <laughs> one year anniversary there, which was that's awesome. Amazing. Uh, like it was going to be a honeymoon, but you know, uh, the pandemic year was a little different than most years I've ever been a part of in my life. But um, yeah, tell me, um, what, do you remember where Adoration was? Do you like remember the church? It was at the house. So um, okay. I went to with a movement, with a Catholic movement, yeah, yeah, yeah. in like the house where the consecrated women lived. They had yeah. like a church, like chapel there. So oh. it was there. That's awesome. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. even better because like, mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's what's always so cool to me is that in like Rome, where obviously the Vatican's at, where we find the center of our faith, there's all of these beautiful like cathedrals. Mm-hmm. There's like these beautiful um, basilicas, beautiful just churches yeah, like, yeah. everywhere. But like, what built those churches were like the beautiful, faithful people, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause I, you like look at the street and it has this church and then it's connected to all these. You're like, I wonder who used to live in these apartments. And I wonder if they would come to mass every day here. And I think it's really cool that you experienced it with a faithful group of people, right? Like, cause then you're actually able to bring that same Jesus you met there into those beautiful churches and right. in Europe, you know, better than I, but just needs that vibrancy yeah. so much. <laughs> this is yeah. reminding me of a funny thing that happened that is actually so True, but we yeah. were doing this cold thing, like this thing called um, a light in the night. I yeah. don't know if you have heard about that yeah. in Rome, where you go out to the streets and you invite people on the, mm-hmm. the streets to come into the church Whoa. and adore Jesus. And that was in, maybe you remember how it's called, um, maybe oh, Piazza Navona, where there's two ch- yeah, oh, yeah, churches. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're one of those churches. And I remember going out to the streets and with my broken Italian telling to a lady, hey, Jesus is in there. Do you want to come and see him? And she was like, Jesus is in there? Like her face was like, and she sprinted in because she thought that Jesus, like Jesus, physical Jesus like, wasn't there, but he was truly there. He was truly and that's there. how we should like run, spring to the church because yes. Jesus is there. Yes. And, yeah. That, that moment, is amazing. Yeah. I want to sprint to the church. Because <laughs> like, that makes me want to like change that things. Yeah, yeah. That's we, beautiful. We need, we need to talk to our marketing department. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I, there is something profound there. And right. I think even with what you're sharing, I think, your willingness, Allie, to always give the Lord your small yeses yep. have brought people to run like that. That is so amazing. And also just the revelation from my own heart that, to your point, no, that really is. Yeah. Like when I say that, yeah, sure, in your mind, you can think like the transfigured Lord is in this beautiful place, just shining forth like the dawn. And he is. <laughs> yeah. It's just veiled, right? Like yeah. it's veiled to our eye. And, um, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Do you like, do you have, um, do you have memories of like when, when she went in, were you able to like give some context <laughs> to that or did she stay? No, she, it was so funny. I was with my partner outside on the, on the street and she just like went boom. I was like, I felt so bad. Cause like, no, no. But then like over the like, years, yes, I was like, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. that is Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, well, yeah, that happened. But That's yeah. So good. That's so good. Yeah. Well, go ahead and continue. You were saying you were, you yes. then went back to Spain and mm-hmm. you wanted to do all these things because you met Jesus, but yeah. you weren't quite checking the boxes that you had previewed right. yourself. And that's the thing. Like there was nothing around me that gave me that space to do that. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have like people my age who was living yeah, their faith yeah. until a year after where one of the five people from my grade mm-hmm. invited me. She was like, Hey, 
we're going to go to the Were You Day in Rio de Janeiro. Whoa. Would you yeah, want to come with my church? Yeah. And I was like, sure, that sounds amazing. So they started with adoration. And that was my first adoration from the time that I encountered Jesus in adoration a year yeah. before. And I remember just sitting there in front of him and just being... With a million other people. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Sorry. That was for a meeting. A meeting, oh, a meeting before we went to... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, there were like maybe 50 yeah. other... Got it. Um, yeah. yeah. They were all coming from your area. Yeah. So, so world you think? So yeah, we were meeting at this church. It was yeah. like the meeting before, okay, this is our, these are the expectations if you want to sign up for the- And they started church. that with adoration. They started Thank that with adoration. Jesus. Yeah. That's amazing. And I was sitting there and I was like, well, Jesus, I forgot how good it is mm. to be with you. How so good awesome, it feels really. to be with yeah. you. Yes. And then just looked around and saw 50 other, maybe, no, there were more than 50. There were 80, 80 other young mm-hmm. people my age that were there in front of Jesus too. And they were yeah. normal. They were not weird. Yeah, they were yeah. fun. They were joyful. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is amazing. I have to come here. Like yeah. where has this been my whole life? Yeah. So I talked to the priest. And the fun thing is that this was the only, one of the only places in Barcelona that had like a active mm-hmm. uh, program or something for youth. Yeah, like a youth group. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, apparently there was like a huge wait list. Yeah. And apparently my parents had tried to uh, put my siblings and myself into that like group. Mm. But the way this was so long that we never made it in. Mm. But I went and I talked to the priest and I was like, hey, my heart needs this. Like, can yeah. I come? Mm-hmm. And he saw something. He was like, yeah, sure. So I skipped the wait list and just like started That's going awesome. there and receiving information. Yeah, and Yeah. And that was amazing. That was for sure like a, the, the yeah. thing that I needed to actually yes. grow yes. in my faith. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing because I had that moment of encounter in ador- adoration. But I think the thing that transformed my heart the most was getting to go to formation every Tuesday and studying spiritual direction yeah. like every week and going to confession also every week and daily mass just like slowly that yeah. like yeah progressive transformation of my heart that I d- didn't even realize or recognize so at funny. that moment yeah. but then a couple of years in that like looking back mm-hmm. and seeing whoa I'm a completely different person yeah no it's it, yeah. the reason I say it's funny mm-hmm. is because we um obviously we run Catholic Youth Summer Camp here at Damascus. And after every week of camp, I get the good pleasure of having brunch with all of the seniors. And so we have the seniors come in for senior brunch and they sit down and uh, I I talk to them about next steps. Like you've encountered Jesus here. You're going to make big decisions on where your life's going. Like right after this, you know? And what I always tell them, the three things they need to look for, and I think we can maybe talk about these three things here just because they're so alive in your story, Allie, is the first thing I say is is you need to find community. Mm-hmm. You need to find ongoing formation. So I say community, formation, and mission. Mm-hmm. Because I say, if you have those three things, if you have an encounter with the Lord and you then find community where that encounter can stay alive, right? Because I'm actually encountering that same Jesus in the community that's around me. Yeah. I then find formation that takes me deeper into what that encounter actually means for my life. And then I have mission, which actually lets me go and be that encounter for other people to learn more about the encounter I had myself. And then again, then I'm back to encounter with the Lord in community, finding formation, and then mission. So it's just really interesting that you're like, I finally found this community, which reminded me that the Jesus that was in the monstrance in front of me was good, real, and wanted a relationship with me. I then found formation that kept bringing me deeper into that, and we were actually on mission together. One of the the cool things that, uh, you know, I think, Oftentimes we have a a, a sense of um, allegiance or even responsibility mm. to stay where we're at yeah. in the faith. Many times, you know, parents will come to us at the conclusion of summer camp or at the conclusion mm-hmm. of a retreat, 
and they'll say, my, you know, my, my son or my daughter had an experience here that was just so powerful. And, um, how can I, how can I continue to have this experience when I come home? Yeah. Or how can I find this experience in a place where we don't have that same type of support? And this, the answer is the same, right? It is. It's always whether, whether you're a senior in high school getting ready yeah. to go live it in college yeah. or whether you're a student in a middle school or a high school, like you need to find a place where your faith is going to be fostered mm-hmm. by the community mm-hmm. of support that surrounds you. That's right. If you don't have that, you, right. you're not going to succeed. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, finding, finding a place of community is, is, is so important. It is. It's pivotal. You're listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. You can listen to the whole version of today's show at www.ewtn.com slash radio slash podcasts. Or check us out on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. We'll be right back with this episode after a short break. From Rome to your home, EWTN's Vatican Bureau lets you watch all of the important events from Rome, even if you don't have a TV. Using the latest technology, we've made it possible to watch the latest news from the Holy See, all delivered directly to your home. It's easy. Watch live on EWTN YouTube and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. EWTN, the Global Catholic Network. The most original and exclusive Catholic content is on EWTN Radio. More to Life is all about exploring what it means to live the Catholic difference in everything we do. Our goal is to help people see that when they are connected to His grace, there is so much more to life. More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck Monday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. You were in a place where you were about to go to World Youth Day yes. and then you mm-hmm. went, of course, is that yeah, right? Yeah, to I Brazil, went. And then came back and yeah. pick up there. Yeah, and it was amazing because I remember yeah. just even being, because that was... So after that meeting, that reunion for Work Youth Day, I started going um, to that uh, church and formation yeah. and everything. But I was pretty fresh already because there were lots of things that I didn't know, that sure. I didn't understand, like a sure. little bit revealed. He's like, that's not true. And like, I don't understand <laughs> that. And so when I went to Rio de Janeiro, it was, I only remember the night of adoration because yeah. it was so fun. I mean, I and remember that time it was things. with a million people. Yeah. So you had that, yeah, the yeah, one yeah, with yeah, 80 yeah. and then you had one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was, uh, I don't know what grade it was. I was a uh, junior in high school. So I was like, so woo, let's yeah. go have fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really cool to be with other 85. Like there were 85 people total in the wow. trip there. And with my church, but then like the night of the adoration, it was supposed to be on a place that got flooded. So then mm-hmm. we ended up moving to Copacabana yeah. and they were like, yeah, it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I remember just getting right when Matt Maher was <laughs> on yeah. the stage on his knees and started strumming the guitar and started singing, Lord, I need you. What a good man. Yeah. And I remember that it's so funny because at the time my English was not good at all. <laughs> and I think the only thing that, that I understood from that song was, Lord, I need you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I remember just like, being on my knees there looking at the monster. And so I was like, I need you so much. And just like crying. Wow. I was like, whoa, like that's the only part of the song that I understand. But like, I need you. Um, yeah, yeah, it was so beautiful. And then yeah. I remember- It's the only just, part of the 
song that we need to understand. Right, you know? right. Like, that's so cool. No, it is. That's like amazing. The, yeah. Like that. Yeah, that Lord, I need you. Like, just the simplicity of that, right? That so yeah. so often we can get caught up in prayers with the words or in songs with the words, but the essence of Lord, I need you is obviously yeah. the very words, Lord, I need you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so ah, oh, that's just so cool. That's mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Do you, do you keep in touch though with that group? Yeah. yeah yes. Yes. When yeah. I go home, yeah, and that's the thing. Like this priest, he's been so. I'm just so thankful. Like the priest that took me in, Thank you, just Lord. like. Yeah, because yeah, he was my spiritual director for three years and the mm-hmm. growth that I received while being there at the church and like receiving mm-hmm. information and going to all these retreats with him and like this yeah. group of people is what has brought me here. Mm-hmm. Praise God so, for a priest. If you're a priest listening today, just be assured you. of our yeah. prayers. We love you. Yes. It's so good to have spiritual fathers that care for us. It's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. awesome. So yeah, so um, Lord, I need you. You're having yes, this, Lord, I need you. Yeah. I, I, like again, that, <laughs> but but those those Eucharistic adoration moments of encounter were huge for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have the the one that actually was the kind of the jump start of the faith journey you were on, and then you were going to take another step in your faith and go to World Youth Day, yep. and there's adoration again, and then you get yep. to World Youth Day, and mm-hmm. oh, there's adoration again because Jesus is revealing Himself to you, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and then after World Youth Day, you came. The formation sessions were yes. happening. And then where yeah. you go from there? And so my first year or two years, I was like a youth. And then like my last year of high school, mm-hmm. I was invited to be like, um, I don't know how, like, hmm, like kind of lead a group of kids. Yeah, yeah. Fourth graders, yeah, graders, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we would have activities for them. And then like they would come in every Saturday yeah. and we would plan things for them. And, and that got me more into the mission aspect, mm-hmm. I would say. And then I went to college and that was amazing because I went into a, public, very liberal college to study psychology. So yeah. my friends, my family were like, are you sure you want to go there? Be careful. Mm-hmm. They're going to brainwash you. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I'm confident. I got it. I know what the, like, yeah, what the Lord has done That's in my life. That's the alley I and, know. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Carry that torch. I love it. Yeah. That. And I was like, there's no turning back. Like there's nothing they can say that can make me just step yes. out of it. So that was really cool. It was such an experience. It was amazing actually because one of my first friends that I met, I met mm-hmm. there in college and um, he is from Hillsong at church. So wow, he was nice. the first Protestant that I ever met in my yep. whole life. Yeah. And we would, we had like a lot of amazing conversations about his faith, my faith. And one day he was like, hey, let's make a deal. You should come to my church one day and I'll go to your church. And I was like, okay, cool. Wow. So that yeah. was actually really fun because he brought me to Hillsong and he was in a theater with lights and the worship yes. band it was like, I had never found and encountered anything like that. So I walk in and I was like, this is your church. And then people were like praising with their hands up and yeah, singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is a lot. But it was like, at the same time, I was like, I was like, wow, this mm-hmm. is amazing. But like, what is going yeah, on here? Yeah, 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 yeah. But then it was amazing because just like from this friendship, I realized I don't read the Bible. Like, why do Catholics don't mm, read the Bible? So yes. I started reading the Bible. Right. And then I was like, why do Catholics don't do praise and worship? Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. And then like later on, I realized that Catholics Seeing do praise this. and worship. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, through yeah. conversation with my friend, he asked me a lot of questions that I was like, I actually don't know. And that mm. made me research and learn and ask and ask. And then fall yeah. in love with the Catholic Church and the beauty of the sacraments and like, the saints, Mary, mm-hmm. like the Eucharist. I was like, whoa, I'm right. so thankful. Yeah. So that was just like amazing to grow in understanding of our faith yeah. through that friendship, but also starting reading the Bible and like praying with scripture. That yeah, was like so cool. Yeah. Um, and then getting more into worship because music has 
is something that has been on my life my whole life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even, yeah, when I was at the church, like I was asked to be in the choir and just sing and <laughs> and, and all of that, which is so good. It but is so there good. was so, like there was more depth into that, mm-hmm. through that, mm-hmm. that I started learning about. Yeah. And then with my friends from college, like none of them, like most of them were not even baptized. Yeah. I remember that was so fun. And first, second week of class, like college, I was like, oh my gosh, I have, I have to go. I'm, I'm late. And one of my friends was like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to mass. And she started laughing because she thought it was a really funny joke. I was like, ha ha ha. And he's like, oh my gosh, you're serious. I'm so sorry. You're, I don't know anyone my age who goes to mass. I don't know anyone mass. who goes to mass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was so fun to just break schemas. Yes. Mental schemas and to be that a they, witness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That they yeah. had. And he's like, Ali, you're normal. Like, right, Ali, you right. love me so well. Like, it's so important. Yeah. yeah. That we could just be normal in the faith that like we're called to, I, I love this, that when we're fully living the faith, like you were, that we're not like different than ourselves. We're fully ourselves. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. that's such an amazing, just an amazing Testament um, to God's unique goodness. He's put in each of us is that like, I don't need to abandon Brad and become Christian Brad. I need Brad to fully realize yeah. who Brad was made to be. Right. And that's when, like you set aside like, yeah, like weirdness or like trying to like be something you're not. But I'm um, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Cause we have all had those experiences like in ourselves yeah. and in others where it's yes. like, you're clearly trying to be someone you're not and you really don't need to, and you yeah. really don't need to. So that's awesome that you did that. I think one thing I would, um, I'd like to like have a discussion about based on that kind of experience you were having in college is that friend of yours that took you to Hillsong. Like, I love that so much because I think that it gives us the insight that like, we just always have something to learn. I love that you're like, actually, I, I don't read scripture Mm. like I want to. And he asked questions you didn't have the answer to, which brought you to wonder. And one of my favorite um, titles for Jesus in all of scripture is wonder counselor. Yeah. Mm. Um, Because wonder without a counselor is aimless. Like I Mm. wonder what I'm going to eat later. I wonder what the weather's going to be tomorrow. You know, like those wonders are just kind of aimless. They don't find their end in something, but when it's counseled, the wonder can find an end in like the beautiful mystery of the faith that you're discovering, like the Eucharist and the saints and all that. And one of the themes that we often draw back to here on the show is, is that like your gifts will be reawakened in you or will be awakening you for the first time as you say yes to a call. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and, and Ali, that's so beautifully present in you. I know you're talking about like mm-hmm. your experience of worship, but there was a time at which like you realized that I don't need to be a consumer of this, but God's actually calling me to be a leader of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So what, what was that process like of actually realizing that, mm-hmm. that you had a call on your life to step into worship leadership? Yeah. That's amazing. Cause like, that's the thing growing up, I was like, yeah, like people say that I sing. I like good, singing. So I yeah. like singing and they asked me to sing. So I guess I'll do it. Um, but then when I, well, maybe we'll get there later because it comes when I went to Ned. Oh yeah, do it. Yeah. Because you're in college still. And yes, this is I'm where you're college, taking it. And I, yeah, yeah, I love that question. Okay. I'll go okay. into that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can stay patient. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So college, do you guys have, have you guys heard about Alpha? Yes. Alpha, Alpha yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just if anyone hasn't heard about Alpha dinners, there's just like an opportunity to um, reach out and evangelize to people who maybe are not in the Catholic church. Maybe they are lukewarm, like atheists, like anyone, honestly, anyone. And the thing is like, there's eight to 10 or 12 sessions weekly. Like you meet once a week and there's a dinner that it's free. So that's the invite. Hey, free dinner, talk and discussion. And anyone is welcome. So 
we would have a dinner and then uh, teaching about who is Jesus or scripture or prayer, just like different things about the Catholic faith. That's amazing. And then an open discussion on small, yeah. in small groups where people could share so their thoughts on anything. Yeah. And yeah. no one was going to come at them and tell them that's heresy. You're like, you're yeah, wrong. Right, like, right, this right. is what it is. It's that space yeah, for them to share. Yeah. yeah. So um, someone invited me to be part of an alpha group, like one of the um, small group yeah. leaders, like yeah. moderator of the ta- on, of one table. And that was amazing because I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Because my friends at college would ask yeah. me a lot of questions like, why these? Why that? Why, why do you believe sure. in these? Why do you yeah. that? And then that was like an amazing opportunity for me to say, hey, do you know like all these questions that you asked me? They're really good. My friends and I are just putting together um, yeah. a dinner and sessions and an opportunity for everyone who has these questions to come and talk about them. Would mm, you like to yeah, come? Yeah. And actually, like, I don't know, 15 of my friends from college came and then like some other friends that I met before. And that was an amazing opportunity to start being on mission yes. without me even realizing. I was like, whoa, I just, I just saw that. Oh my gosh, I just love them so much. My friends from college, they just were looking for satisfaction and fulfillment in all these other places that were not Jesus. And like, of course they were not fulfilling them because they're not Jesus. So it was like any opportunity that I had to bring them into an encounter. It's like, I'm going to take it. So I started like for two or three years, I was part of Alpha. Yep. And it was so beautiful um, to see just like the transformation in mind and heart Mm. of my friends from college. Cause Mm -hmm. a lot of them were so against the church and they were so like, I hate it. Like, don't even yeah, talk to me about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm yeah. so, like, there was so much hurt. Yeah, like, the yeah. response was anger and rejection because mm-hmm. they had been hurt. Yeah, sure. Or the things sure. that they have been learning yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And just, like, at the end of college, they were, like, I remember two of the friends who at the be- beginning were more closed off yeah. mm-hmm. and would say, mm-hmm. like, just really awful things about faith yeah, and just, like, yeah, praise yeah. and God coming at me, to me and saying, Ali, I'm so thankful because through these four years of friendship, my, like, vision like the way that I see Christians in church and God has yes. changed completely. That's amazing. And I was just like, praise God. Like you, I literally you get to be that witness. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. And, and like, I've, I like, I love, cause in your life, you see this. I, I say this all the time. Cause we get to go to college campuses and things like that as Damascus, just to work with different campus ministries and all that. And they're always like, how do we get our people on mission? Like we have them in, prayer groups and we're forming them. Like, what does mission look like? And I always say like mission, always give them something to invite someone to Yeah, like mission starts with invitation. If you've never been on mission before in your life, a good first step is finding something you can invite someone to invitations, a great initiation into mission. So invitation in in like, I, I look back at when you were in Rome, you invite the woman in a broken Italian to go see Jesus because he's in there, right? Like that's an invitation, right? And then and then from invitation, we begin seeing conversation happen, right? Like that's the second step of mission. Like I'm starting to have conversations with my friends, right? Yeah. Because I'm inviting people there and seeing me doing it. Now my mission's conversation, yeah. right? After that becomes like, um, like imitation where I'm beginning to go, okay, like – I've invited, I've had conversation. Now it's imitation. I'm trying to look as much like Jesus as I can. And then by the time you know it, the fourth kind of stage is representation that I'm like, I'm actually representing Jesus to the people around me. Like Mm. I've gone from invitation to conversation to imitation, to representation. And you did that in your life. Like in, in very simple, like, cause I think sometimes we talk about these steps of mission and they say, they seem so ethereal and like, whoa, those like sound really good together. But what does that even mean? No, it's very, like your life. Like you were inviting people, 
People saw you inviting people, so they wanted to have conversation with you. From there, you started imitating what you knew Jesus to do when he had conversation with people because you were reading scripture because your friend in college invited (laughs) you to a Hillsong. And then by the time you knew it, like representation was happening. People were like, I see the faith differently because I see how he is in you. And that's so awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. That's just fire. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the thing. Like, you don't even need to... I mean, of course, you are called to actively do things like invite and just like, of course. Um, but just like by loving them, I just love them. Yes, and they saw right. something like they would ask me, Ali, why are you so happy? It was like, literally God. Yeah. Like, no, yes. no, there has no, to be right. something like, no, I'm telling you, yeah. it's God. Yeah. No, and you love them with a purpose. Yeah. I think that's the thing is because even in our world today, like I think sometimes we'll say love and what we mean by that is let's, let's smile and have a high five. But like you not love, the, not the smiles and no 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 right, right right no 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 I'm sorry I'm trying to create like the the like the classic like understanding of like this makes someone feel good which is yeah. great yeah, right yeah. but if it doesn't have an end to your point Allie like you constantly loved them with a purpose that you would constantly say like even as you're saying today as joy I'm sure as joyfully as you do like Jesus. God, God is the end. Like I, the reason I'm happy, like we have, we were like called, right? Peter writes about it, right? To to give a reason for the hope that's in us. Amen. Like, yep. and you do that, right? By loving them with a purpose. So yeah, yeah that's so good. But then from there, so you're still witnessing yes. to them. Alpha's happening. Yes. So then college, that's when I start realizing these breaking of my heart for the people just looking around my friends like that I love so much and they are just looking for satisfaction in all these empty wells. And I was like, you just need Jesus. And he's like, my heart broke so much for them. And I was mm-hmm. like, literally, like I would cry. I would get home to spiritual direction and be like, they just don't know. There's so much more for them. Like I want them to have what I have, like yes. the person that I have encountered. And like I want them, I want that for them too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like started praying about it. And I was like, I know that the Lord has given me something special. Like he has placed that, like something like a different call in my life. I couldn't yeah. tell what it was, but I knew that he, I was like, I know Lord that you want something more from me, mm-hmm. yeah. but I'm not sure what it is. And that's the thing. Um, in Spain, we don't have yet anything like Damascus or Ned, anything that gives young people the opportunity to be on mission, like mm-hmm. full time yeah. or even youth ministry is not a reality yet. Sure. It's going to come yet. in the yes. name of Jesus. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, I was just so confused because in Spain, you either become a priest or a nun or you practically do nothing with the church. You maybe mm-hmm. volunteer on the weekends and do something small. Yeah. But I felt, I was like, Jesus, I wish I could be a lay person, have a family and work for you. Like how fun would it be to work at a church and just like walk by the oratory and just like, oh, I'm going to spend five minutes with you right now and then I'll come back later. And just like, <laughs> I was like so confused because I was like, I feel called to a vocation that it doesn't exist. But yeah. it does exist. I just didn't know. And that's just, I remember talking with one of my friends who was going to like at a similar place. And we're like, whoa, how yeah. fun would it be to have like a community of families who just like evangelize and like maybe homeschool their kids. I don't know, whatever. We, we were daydreaming yeah. and just like creating those non-real scenarios. Yeah, sure. And little did I know that's our reality. That's, that's a thing. But, and just like thinking about how the Lord fulfills your wildest dreams. Like there's nothing that you can dream that you can feel called to that he um, cannot do, cannot yeah, bring you to. That's so awesome. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was mm-hmm. at that place. That was my third year of college. And one of my friends um, who, so there's these two cool priests in Barcelona that love new evangelization. And they have been bringing people to the States, young adults to, to the States to yeah. learn from yeah. Net, Life Teen, CMM Conferences, Focus, like all these mm-hmm. really cool organizations. 
And they would just go on a tour and learn from these things and then go back to Spain and see how can we do some things like that. One of my friends um, went to one of those trips with this priest and she, while she was at the net training for a week, yeah, she was like all the time, Ali, Ali, Ali. And she was like, well, I guess God wants me to tell Ali about net. So she yeah. came back and she was like, Ali, I have something to tell you. Like I have a proposal for you. It's pretty big, but I think you could like it. And I was like, okay, tell me. And she proceeded to tell me about net and how is this organization that gives young adults the opportunity to serve for a year mm-hmm. and evangelize. And then she told me about youth ministers. So I was like, what's, what's a youth minister? Oh, it's like a lay person who works for the church. And I was like, what? what? Wait, what? It's like, happened? so that's a thing? Yeah. <laughs> and she basically was telling me that the desires of my heart were real, that there's a reality, that Impossible. there's like a, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a way for me to actually respond to that. Because yes. that's the thing, I felt that cold, but I didn't see anywhere where I could actually respond mm-hmm. physically. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my gosh. I went home and I was like, I'm going to do it. Like, that's that's it. I was like, thank you, Lord. You're responding right now yeah. to my prayer. Um, and my heart wanted to just drop college and like live the next year. But through yeah. spiritual direction and just conversation with my parents um, and obedience, because obedience is really good. I decided to finish college because yeah. it was so funny. My spiritual director told me, if you leave now, you're not going to come back. And I was like, what do you mean? I'll come back. No, it's going to be back. just one year and then I'll be back. <laughs> it's been four years now. <laughs> so, it's just so, so there was funny. wisdom you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So much wisdom. So good. And that's what I needed actually. Because yeah, that last year of college was also really good just with my friends. I don't know. It was sure. so good. Um, and just, yeah. So thankful that the Lord brought me here. Yeah. But that was my intention. I was going to come and serve with Ned for a year and then yeah. come back home and get yeah. my master's yeah. and all of that continue with my life you're listening to Beyond Damascus the show where encounter meets mission Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN global Catholic radio network and right here in central Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio you can listen to the whole version of today's show at www.ewtn.com slash radio slash podcasts or check us out on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. We'll be right back with this episode after a short break. This is Toya Hall, Vice President of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio has the power to transform people's lives by proclaiming the fullness of truth with love and clarity. Catholic Radio equips the faithful to address the problems that face our world today and from a uniquely Catholic perspective. Daily doses of Catholic Radio helps to build strong and faithful souls for Holy Mother Church. The world needs EWTN Catholic Radio. Now more than ever. The EWTN home video highlight for November is Speak of the Devil, Spiritual Warfare. This EWTN original docudrama based on the parable of the prodigal son imparts valuable insights on how to be battle-ready in the spiritual war we all face. Order your DVD at EWTNRC.com 24 hours a day, 7 days a week or call 1-800-854-6316. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Going back to your question, Erin. So growing up, I was into music my whole life. My parents just, yeah, wanted to invest in that for me because I clearly was passionate about it. Yeah. Um, And then just... Lots of priests would ask me, hey, can you come sing for this retreat, for this adoration? So I, I just went and sang. But that's the thing. It was a prayer, but it wasn't worship. It yeah. was just like a prayer during adoration. And 
Sure. Um, yeah, but there was not the aspect of actually like fully worshiping the Lord in that. But it was really good. But then it's so funny because at the, I would say my last two years of college, mm-hmm. I started experiencing burnout of that because people would just like, yeah, it's so good because yeah. the Lord had given me a gift and people saw that and they were just like asking me, inviting me to all these things. And I didn't know how to say no. So I would just go to yeah. everywhere, like every yeah, place. Yeah. And then I learned how to say no. And that was good. But at, at that time, before I went to Ned, I remember thinking, I'm not even going to bring my guitar because yeah. and that's it. at Ned they had they had this opportunity for people who was yeah for musicians to come ten days early and go through a music training, and part of me was like I don't know if I should go because just the fact that I go opens the opportunity for me to be the worship leader of a Ned team, and at that time I was like so burnt out. I was like I don't want to, but then I was like I'll go, but I won't bring my guitar. Because it's expensive also to fly a guitar overseas. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was like, if I don't bring my guitar, the chances maybe might be smaller that they won't put me as worship leader yeah, on the yeah, team. Yeah. So I remember just showing up to the music training and it was amazing. Like that was like a yeah. deeper understanding of what worship is, why do we worship, um, but also starting from a place of identity. And that's the thing. Yeah. I had been placing my identity in my music and I thought that people, people only sought me out because of my music. Yeah. And I was like tired of that because I was... Yeah. I'm so much more than that. and Yeah, that's so easy. Yeah. Um, I think the thing there too is that I myself was placing my identity there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's yeah. why I was close up to the idea of serving as a music leader, worship leader okay. on Ned. Because yeah. um, it was coming out of woundedness, out of hurt, yeah, and not out of, out of love and self-gift. So mm-hmm. I showed up and I remember halfway in, like halfway through the training, music training, I was just like, so Lord, you're so good. Yeah. I give you permission. Just like, if you want me to serve in this way, I give yeah. you permission. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I knew, it was so funny because I knew, I knew that he was going to put me on that position because I knew that that was a gift that he had, yeah, had yeah, given yeah. me. But at the same time, I was like, I don't know how that's going to happen because I don't speak mm. English. I don't know how am I going to um, just like explain all the things that I'm learning right now to my team to fully lead them in worship. Yeah. Um, and I indeed ended up being the worship leader of my team. Yeah. Um, but it was so cool because actually Josh Rabina, who is a missionary yeah, here at Damascus yeah, too, yeah. he's amazing. He was on my he team and he was also at music training. So it was just so beautiful to get to lead our team through that because the yeah. times that I was like, we had worship practice with our team and I was like, I don't know sure. how to say this. Josh, come help. Yeah, come help. So he was just so good. Yeah. In that uh, great support yeah. and friend in that. And, and you yeah. called your parents, right? And you're like, fly that guitar as soon as possible. I need it over here in the States. Actually, no. no. I, I bought a new one. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, it's I like, guess. It's like, because Dawn, I, yeah. might, I might as well get a new guitar. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Any, any excuse. Yeah, any right, excuse right. That's great. That's great. And then yeah. from there, so you lead your net team through worship, right? And then... Mm-hmm. um. Yeah, I'd love to hear about like just um yeah, your year of service on net and then ultimately what led you to Damascus. Yeah. So my year of net was I, I think the most beautiful and hard year of my whole life. Because yeah. my first half I got a concussion. So my team is amazing, really filled with joy in life and really loud. So that was kind of um, hard for my concussion to heal. Um, so beautifully, charitably stated. <laughs> no, it's, it was it was a gift. It was such a gift. And that's a beautiful thing. Like now we're still in touch. 
yeah. with my teammates and she's like awesome. yeah we were a little family yeah, so beautiful and um, but yeah concussion was hard and that was also really cool because it got me out of ministry for three weeks and that included worship and that was more like a deepening on my identity like my yeah. my word doesn't come from what i do or what i don't do it just comes from being loved by god yeah and that never changes so that was a good learning just yes yeah, that's so good a lot of identity through mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um and it, i yeah I think I was so in awe, like just seeing young people with the same call saying yes, that gave me so much hope. And I was like, actually, yeah, we can do something with this. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, people saying yes is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, through the year, it was this change of um, mindset and just yeah. like renew. Yeah, that I yeah. was like, this is not a thing that I'm called to do for a year and then go back right. home and continue with my career, master's, mm-hmm. and whatever job mm-hmm. I get mm-hmm. offered. That's something that I'm called to do for life. And that was like a scary realization. Realization? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Realization. Because I was like, okay, that implies um, a bigger yes yeah. on my end, mm-hmm. my own end. And at that time, I was like, okay, should I do another year with Ned? I didn't really, I knew about Damascus because one of my teammates uh, yeah, served yeah, at Damascus. Yeah, 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 right, right. Yes. So he would talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. He's like, how amazing it was. And I was like, oh yeah, that looks like a pretty cool place, but don't know much about it. Yeah. So at that moment, I was like discerning, should I go and do another year of net and then see what comes after? Mm-hmm. Or should I go back to Spain and try to start something there? Just yeah. like have yep. conversations with priests. But I saw that if I were to go back to Spain at that time, there was not a um, foundation, mm-hmm. like soil mm-hmm. there that I could just come and like start running yeah. and, and building things up. There was not support. Like if I had showed up, I would have showed up with lots of beautiful ideas and a heart on fire, but nothing to actually mm. build yeah. with people. Sure. Yeah, sure. sure. Culture and like the reality in Spain wasn't ready mm-hmm. at that mm-hmm. point, still growing. <laughs> We're yeah. still working on that, yeah. but there was not support for me to go and like actually mm-hmm. start something yep. that gives fruit. So I was like, okay, that's not an, like maybe not an option right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Damascus was something that I knew, but I didn't really know a lot about. Yeah. And then you and Noah came. Yeah. We had lunch yeah. with you guys. And I yeah. remember just being so in awe, just like yeah. seeing mm-hmm. you and hearing you speak and just mm-hmm. like hearing about your lives. And I was like, these people are amazing. Mm-hmm. Like they Crazy. must come from like a really amazing place. Mm-hmm. And that was when my like thought of Damascus started growing more. And I remember one time I was like, in the chapel, it was like, okay, Lord, I'm really open to whatever you want for me. Mm-hmm. Just speak. Yeah. And I got my Bible and was, okay, should I just open randomly Holy yeah. Spirit fun yeah. and see what I comes there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then actually the Lord was like, no, I want you to continue reading from where you left yesterday. Yeah. And I was reading Acts with the Apostles too. So I opened the Bible yeah. and the verse that I start reading is get up, go into Damascus, and then you will be appointed what to do next. And I was like, oh! And I was like, yeah, if if you, if you want to solve your recruitment problems as a nonprofit, choose a name name that's found in a verse that appears readily in scripture frequently (laughs) with a command to go there. (laughs) That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Oh man. And then, um, and then, yeah. And then what, um, was it, was that towards the end of that year? Probably. Yeah. That was after summer camp and yes. And it was so funny because I, I read that and I was like, okay, well, I'll pray about that. And then a couple weeks later, I called my spiritual director and was like, hey, this happened. And he was like, that's kind of cool. That's pretty clear. And we had this conversation, whatever, finished yeah. the conversation. Five minutes later, he texts me and his 
he says, Ali, look at the readings of the day. I look at the readings of the day, get up, go to Damascus, and then you will be appointed to the next. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to Damascus. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. We had to pay a lot of money to make that happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we actually planned it out. Right. No. And, and here we are. And so here we are. So you've been here for, for four years. In this America for a year. year. This is my third year with Damascus. Yes. This is your third year yes. with Damascus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You served for two years as a full-time missionary. You have lived out your dream now of being a world-renowned worship leader. Um, <laughs> Ali, I had a, I had a conversation with, uh, with four uh, two brothers and two priests who were here to visit last week, and we we hosted them for dinner at the house, and they were sharing their experience with the Damascus worship album. Um, did they they didn't talk to you, did they? They did when because we were in New York with them. Okay, so, perfect. Oh, yeah, go for it. And <laughs> anyway, they they shared that they they were listening to the album, and like with every song, this is a great this is a great uh, promotional piece for our <laughs> with every song that they experienced, they their hearts were just lit on fire more and more with how can this. Like how can authentic worship like this be happening in the Catholic in the Catholic mm-hmm. Church? I never heard it before. Mm. And then the, the last two songs on the album, Ali leads in Spanish, mm-hmm. and uh, they said that once that song came on, they just like started like <laughs> raucous cheer and applause, and <laughs> they were so pumped that yeah. uh, that we were that we were ministering intentionally to the Spanish speaking population. Praise yeah, God. Yeah. So praise God. So where to go? Where to go? It even, is, it's awesome. Even a year and a half later. Yeah. And what do you think? Like. Being at Damascus, like what, uh, obviously with like the things you're doing, worship, there's such a, an amazing music gift on your life. But what do you think like in being at Damascus, what is like, what has been the primary thing the Lord has done? Like, what yeah. would you say? Like, here's my three years at Damascus. What has the Lord been like doing in your heart? I think, yeah, a lot of freedom. Yeah. Yep. And just like the reality that as a baptized Christian, I am called to leave my like priestly prophet and kingly authority, just like in the ways that that looks like. Um, Because I remember coming into Damascus, I knew about just prophecy and like you can hear God in prayer and things like that, but it was kind of like the exception. And that would happen every once in a while, like that I would receive something clear um, from the Lord uh, or just like, yeah, seeing Mm -hmm. healings or just like seeing powerful encounters, just calling down Holy Spirit and seeing Mm -hmm. Him transform someone's life on the spot. That was so the exception and not the... Mm-hmm. reality yeah but now after these three years like two years and a half here this is my reality yeah. and i walk confidently in that and mm-hmm. i know that that's what the church should look like and yeah. it's not the exception is the norm so i Amen. think that would be the biggest thing transformation in my life that's, awesome. mm-hmm. that's a good word and mm-hmm. and even this past year you were able to serve you've been able to serve on our national team mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so taking the work that you've seen here at damascus and ministering to other uh, regions around the country mm-hmm. where we have campers mm-hmm. or we have a community that has a desire to see the Lord move powerfully. And give me give me a highlight or two about what your time on the road has been like. Yeah, that's good. There was this one retreat in New York. We went to a old boys high school. Yes. And it was really cool because generally old boys high schools are one of the hardest group of people to minister to. Sure. So we decided that we were going to fast and pray for them like a couple weeks in advance mm-hmm. and just like going after the Lord's heart for them yeah. and asking God, what, what is your heart for them? What do you want to do in their lives? Mm-hmm. And he clearly, clearly spoke that he wanted them to encounter a God that was powerful now, here and now today that he worked miracles and that he was after their hearts. And so we just fasted and prayed for that. And when we went there, 
prayer ministry was amazing. Like we saw, I don't know, over 20, 40 healings, physical healings of athletes. <laughs> yeah, there was Praise a kid God. with that. Yeah, like he yes, couldn't walk. And then like best. he just was running like back and forth from the aisle. <laughs> and then the kids were like, what? And then they, they were like, what? Like this is happening. And then yeah. like another one, there was just like a lot of healings that that kind of shook them and like broke their walls down and yeah. actually allowed them to encounter the love of God in their own yes. lives, which is the most great miracle that could ever happen. And it was so beautiful to see how, because there were some of them that were pretty close off and like, oh no, I don't believe in these. But then they were kind of like, just seeing what was happening and other friends inviting their friends, like, hey, can you pray with him? He doesn't believe in Jesus. And just like, just seeing the transformation, even in their eyes and like Mm -hmm. the joy in the life that they experienced through that encounter. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, that's just, it's it's like, (laughs) I I think it's, it's so important to recognize that like, it's like, this is just what the church is supposed to look like, right? Like Mm -hmm. a bunch of adventurous Jesus loving people who go out to bring other people to the one that's loved us first. And like, you do that so beautifully, Ali. I I think last question I want to ask you in our interview today, um, what's your dream for the church? I remember the first time I went home and I talked to my mom about all the things that I was seeing here and experiencing here. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, why does the church in Spain don't do that? Like, mm-hmm. why don't we see this here? And I was like, mom, because we walk like this. Yeah. We just walk looking at the floor and like not seeing everything that is around us yeah. and like the reality of who we are called to be. So my heart for the church is like to actually look up and see and be open mm. and receive That's and so walk yes. in that authority. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Well, how about... um. To close us today, would you want to start us in a prayer, like interceding mm-hmm. that that would happen? And then Aaron and I will go off that and we'll uh, close yeah. out our time. Is that cool? Perfect. You want to just launch us sure. in a prayer? In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, I pray that you come same way that you came in Pentecost, that you set your church on fire, that you would open the eyes of every single human being Christian or not, just to see your love, to see your heart, that you Mm. would give us a heart that is open, that is willing to say yes, willing to receive you so that we can just run (laughs) towards you, run together Mm -hmm. and set this world on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, a testimony of you carries a spirit of prophecy. And so we pray that everything that Ali has spoken during this interview would convict us of what you can do in our lives, of all the ways that you can work in simple ways to bring people to you and all the ways that you can work in profound ways to bring people to you. And we pray that we would say yes to you every step of the way. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. And it's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We've been here with Ali Blasquez, a missionary here at Damascus from Spain. She's doing amazing things. You can find us anywhere where podcasts are found. Blessings. Friends, thanks for listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You can listen to the whole version of today's show by going online to www.ewtn.com slash radio slash podcasts or searching for Beyond Damascus on YouTube or your favorite podcast app.